you And when I defang the viper Trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere Jeff, I already put you out I don't even know why you're out here right now Keep on talking Hey, hey, hey do me a favor Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting And you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group And Mustafa, you out here A boy of one man And I'm gonna tell you what you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Afis, and with me as always is Devin, and we're about to do a raw recap on this crazy week of wrestling that had the Wednesday Night Wars return to us, and, you know, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, like, man, as much as, you know, we want to, you know, do what we're supposed to do here, talk about Raw, you know, break it down, we really, like, the Wednesday Night Wars is what this is this week was really all about, you know, with AEW and NXT, so, you know, we really amped up about that, so look out for that, we're going to be posting that up pretty soon, recording that here in a little bit, but we are going to go over Raw, because there were some interesting things that happened on Raw this week. Um, you know, I guess give us some of your quick hits, Devin, on, on some of the things that, that caught your eye, you know, both uh, positive, negative, whatever you're feeling. Like, what, what caught your eye? All right. So for Raw, let's just go with the obvious. Uh, Brock Lesnar. Mm. Uh, man, that dude just freaking destroyed Rey Mysterio and his son, you know. <laughs> Like we know that you know Ray Mysterio's son is is trained to become a wrestler, but I guess this, this was his getting blessed in, you know, like a new gang going you know, get jumped yeah, in, blood yeah, in, blood yeah. out. This was it right here, yeah. man. Brock Lesnar, I think he was getting ready to F five him at first, and I yeah, slightly botched. So I don't know if Brock Lesnar legitimately got pissed off and like you know what, I'm just gonna hit him in the post with into the back. In his body slam, I'm like, oh my god, that looks so brutal right now. Yeah, that I think that's exactly what happened, you know, because he was trying to get him up for the F5, it was a little bit awkward, and then you know, Brock just being as strong as he is, you know, he was still able to muscle him up into like a just a carry, like he was carrying a baby basically, you know, and just t- flipped his into his back and then drove his back right into that post and just flung him around like a rag doll basically for the rest of the time that he had him, you know, grabbed him by his hair and just, just threw him in the, around in the ring. And, you know, it was Ray Mysterio was watching and just, it, it was brutal, man. It was brutal. So let, let's, let's start there actually just with all this. So basically what was going on and, and ah, man, I guess let's, let's start from the beginning. So we saw the new commentary team, you know, try to welcome us to, to raw. And of course there's Jerry, the King Lawler there. And there's this let guy. Let me ask you this. Let, let's yeah. start there. All right, okay. since we're starting in the beginning, let's, how did you enjoy the commentary team? I didn't. I didn't. Vic Joseph was, was great. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was solid. Yeah. But Jerry and what, this other dude, Dio? What, Dio. Dio Madden. Man, I just – I felt like there were times where he wasn't even talking. Like, I couldn't tell if he yeah. was speaking or not. He just was, like, not there. So yeah. that was weird. Um, it was really a lot of Jerry, you know, and then Vic, you know, filling in and doing the, the you know, play-by-play. You know, which, again, he was solid. 
But Jerry the King Lawler, man, he's just not right for this. Like, you know, he could he could do the pre-shows. That's fine. Um, if they want to bring him back for a segment, you know, I can stomach that. That's fine, too. But to have him be like the the voice of Raw again, no. just it, no. it is not Terrible. the right fit. It's not the right fit. He is so outdated. Yeah, so outdated. Corny and just I, I was not feeling it at all, man. And I just kind of rolled my eyes when when I saw him. I'm like, oh my god, here we go. And then he just confirmed, you know, my fears, you know, just on the on commentary, just again, just being his normal corny Jerry self, you know, it yeah. just didn't work. Um, but you know, so 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 transitioning that into what had happened, like basically there, you know, getting ready to to start off the show. And Jerry goes, well, and apparently we're going to have the Rey Mysterio Seth Rollins championship match right now. But Rey Mysterio was in street clothes. And I'm like, OK, first botch by the commentary team. Rey Mysterio is not coming out to do <laughs> right. a match. He's coming out to just address the crowd and just address his son and say, thank you, son. And I'm here, you know, because of you. So, you know, that that sucked, you know, just them messing up that for the people at home watching. But, you know, the segment itself was touching, seeing Rey Mysterio come out and just, like I said, like addressing his son, looking right at him. And his son was on the front row, uh, just taking the kudos from his dad. And then, uh, you know, he's talking to the crowd and, you know, it was, it was real cool. And out of nowhere, you know, Brock Lesnar's music hits and you're thinking, what does Brock Lesnar have? Why does he have a problem with Rey Mysterio? Like, what, <laughs> what, what, what is the history here, right? Right. So, you know, Brock Lesnar goes to the ring. Paul Heyman is in the ring and Brock just snatches the microphone from Rey Mysterio and gives it to Paul. And Paul's getting ready to talk, and then Rey Mysterio snatches the microphone from Paul Heyman. Brock sees this and, and just, like, gives him this death stare and basically was on from there. Brock is just throwing Rey Mysterio around, uh, and then he's looking back at Dominic sitting in the front row, and the camera oh cuts God. straight to Dominic just looking at his, his father get destroyed, <laughs> the shock face on his face. And, 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 like, at first he's standing up, right? He's standing yes. up looking at this with the rest of the audience. And I guess those his friends right there, too. It, yeah. it was kind of funny because he was like, oh, dude, he's looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> Try, yeah, with the, with the, like, little elbow nudge. Like, yeah. He's, like, he's, he's looking at you. He's looking at you. You know, and, and Dominic's like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, like, right. basically what his face says. It's like, so, you know, Brock, you know, sees him and then it goes from like him just kind of looking at him over his shoulder to him just looking dead at Dominic and then starting to walk towards him. And he gets out of the ring. And as he gets out of the ring, Dominic just starts to lower himself down into his seat and he starts to sit down and Brock is just looking at him. He starts laughing as Dominic is just sitting in the seat, like just just scared like a scared kid basically you know and who can blame dominic like what, what's dominic gonna do to brock lesnar i mean sure he just witnessed his dad getting his ass whooped destroyed. by brock right destroyed and, so, and you know what he can do and yes i'm gonna slowly sit down i'm gonna say there's nothing for me to do my dad couldn't do anything what am i gonna do you know i don't have half the talent my dad has and he just got annihilated by brock lesnar so I, i'm good i'm good i'm gonna just sit down there and, and wait for him to leave and then i go check on my dad after the fact probably what i'm doing but you know brock you know being brock of course he, he's laughing he's looking he turns away as if he's gonna leave him alone then he just snatches dominic by the neck and raises him out of his seat and throws him on the on the floor and just it, me i'm thinking to myself i had a flashback of of dominic as a kid you know blonde haired kid you know just at, in the back with his yeah. dad and with yeah. eddie and stuff eddie you know? Guerrero. yeah little 10 year old kid 
Yeah, and thinking this is that same kid now getting ragdolled by Brock. This is brutal. What the hell is happening? Like my jaw just dropped. I, I was I was all in on the story, man. I was yes. I was in it. I was experiencing it. Like it was it was crazy. So yeah, and then we talked about it the moment where he throws him into the into the post there, and yeah, he you know throws him in the ring, and he's just destroying Ray, destroying him. Uh, referees and officials trying to come out to stop Brock. Even Paul Heyman is begging Brock. Yes. Brock, Brock, stop. You know, tell him, stop, stop. Uh, and, just you know, his expressions too, man. Hand yeah. over his mouth. Just yeah. Eyeballs pop out of his head. Yeah. Man, he, he is just like, what are you doing, Brock? Like, Brock, no, no, stop it, Brock. Stop it, Brock. Like, man. And Brock, he was just looking like, why is he looking so pissed off? Like he, he looked like he could just couldn't stop. Like he was just a hawk, just kept yeah. getting angry, angrier and angrier, and, yeah. and nothing couldn't stop it, bro. Nothing, nothing could stop him. Literally, and there were times where it looked like okay, it was going to be over, and he was getting ready to walk away, and then he would like grab his head and just be like, like there was some thought he had in his head, and he was just getting mad all of a sudden, all over again, like something had just happened like, to him right in that moment, and you're like, oh, here we go again. He turns around, slow turn gets back in the ring and just starts suplexing Dominic and suplexing Rey Mysterio. The referee's trying to get in his way. He's throwing them around. Um, you know, again, he leaves, quote unquote, he leaves, but then he turns around again, just pissed off again. Like, I don't like, it was so crazy to watch him do this. And at, at the same time, it was actually really cool just from a visual, like, man, yeah. just to see Brock just unleashed like that. Like you said, he was basically the Hulk in that moment. Just ragdoll, like ragdoll and Loki, essentially. It was like, that's what yes. that scene reminded me of. Um, so just great opening, I thought, to the show. Uh, lots of, of fun and emotion at the same time, um, especially after the commercial break. They showed uh, Rey Mysterio um, holding Dominic and, and apologizing to Dominic, yeah. saying, I'm sorry, this is my fault, when they put him, when they put Dominic in the stretcher. I don't um, know if crazy. that was... If that was a work or, <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I mean, he was probably just in the moment. Like that probably yeah. wasn't scripted. He's just thinking, like you know, he's in the moment right now. Like his son just got destroyed. Like there's probably real emotions there. Like wow, like he, I just agreed to have this happen. Like just going backstage, like thinking about them, you know, saying, "Hey, I'm gonna allow my son to get destroyed by Brock Lesnar." There's, there's, that's one thing, but another thing is to see it happening. And yes. then, you know, to make it so real, I'm sure the emotion was there. It was real for him. Like, I, my son just got thrown around by like Still a flexing your child half across yeah. the the ring. Yeah. Oh my God, man. Yeah, Sorry. I don't know. Yeah, they got to, yeah, definitely do something for your psyche. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it, it was a great segment overall. And Brock looked like a beast, you know, heading into the matchup that he's going to have yeah. with Kofi coming up this he Friday did. or tomorrow. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to that for Rey Mysterio. You know, it's like, I mean, we'll see. Like, this this is just kind of continuing the storyline of him and his son and potentially his son getting into wrestling. Um, but, I mean, could it be like a, a, a handicap match situation where it's you know Dominic and Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar like, I mean, <laughs> they're gonna lose that one like that's not gonna work either um although this I think you know we're jumping a little bit to, to Smackdown but just as a little bit of a prediction maybe for what might happen this kind of goes with what you were thinking with maybe Kofi Kingston finding a way to win maybe it's not completely clean he gets some help maybe Rey Mysterio gets involved or maybe it's Rey Mysterio and Dominic that calls Brock Lesnar the match which would further fuel whatever hatred yes. he has for those guys. 
Yeah, because man, now now he 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 has it coming now. Cause like, dude, you know, you just destroyed Ravenster and his son, and I know they're gonna be heated and they're gonna they're gonna have some type of interference with this championship match. There's no way I don't see Kofi the way they're setting up the story, I don't I don't see Kofi, you know, beating Brock Lesnar. Clean? No. Yeah, yeah, not clean. Not That's not gonna happen. Clean. No, no, something's yeah. gonna happen. Something's yeah. gonna happen. And this this opens up the door for, you know, potentially that being Rey Mysterio and, and his son Dominic. Maybe it is the new day. Maybe they get involved too. Um, you know, or instead of if they want to keep it strictly to, to the SmackDown wrestlers, but yeah, it was. Um, it's pretty clear that it's he's going to get some help. He's going to get some help, and and yeah, I'm kind of on your side now. Where I think because I was very very certain that it was going to be Brock Lesnar winning, but the way this went down, it makes me think it, they're going to have some kind of interference and have that be the way that Kofi survives this. If not, then Brock is winning. If they if no one gets involved, Brock is winning that matchup. Period. But if they go with the story and the way that they're they're, they're telling it, it, tells us that Rey Mysterio has an issue now with Brock after what he just did to his son. So he's going to get involved somehow, some way that, that's what, that'd be my prediction. Yeah, most definitely, man. So you, so, 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 so you see the light now because of the, the <laughs> what, what they showed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, without this week, I still would have said Brock is going to win just cause I didn't have like the new day getting involved. You know, I didn't see that until Brock just showed up, you know, now with him showing yeah. up and just being, you know, showing how much of a beast he is, it's clear to everybody. There's no way he can beat, you know, Brock Lesnar in this state of mind. You know, in Hulk state, Hulk Brock cannot be no, beat. Man, by not Hulk Brock. No. Yeah, that, Hulk, this Hulk is Brock is. This, yeah, that's that's a good way to name this Brock. This yeah. new character, this new persona, yeah. Hulk Brock. Hulk Brock. Suplex <laughs> <laughs> to the death. Yeah. <laughs> F fives, multiple F fives doesn't matter. Back to back, triple here, take another one. Yeah, that is definitely Hulk Brock. Yep, 100%. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how this carries over to SmackDown uh, tomorrow night. But uh, let's move on through the through the night here. So we had Sasha Banks going against Alexa Bliss, which was pretty surprising to me because, again, I, I've talked about on this podcast before, you know, the real heat that Sasha and Alexa had with each other um, yep. for a while there before uh, Sasha had left the WWE for a little bit during her hiatus. Um, you know, where one of them, I forget who it was now at this point that blocked the other one on social media, but that happened. And I think you know, it was Sasha that blocked uh, that blocked Alexa first. The black Alexa, yeah. This is like uh, that Star Wars thing. Did, did Han shoot first, or was it like written <laughs> <laughs> now? Like we have no idea at this point. Um, but no, Han didn't shoot first. But anyway, that's a side thing. Um, so Sasha, yeah, Sasha and Alexa, real heat going on. At least back then, maybe they buried the hatchet now with whatever it was. But uh, they worked pretty well together. Um, it, it didn't show up that they, you know, they had real animosity. They didn't use that in the storyline at, at any in any way. Um, and the matchup was was solid, man. Like I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, at the end of it, you know, we won't go into too much detail of the match itself, but you know, Sasha ended up winning the matchup against Alexa. Um, you know, and and to be honest with you, was there like interference? Because I'm I'm drawing a blank now on the like the actual points of this match, like. Like, was there something else like underhanded that had happened? Because I think she she said she called out for Bailey, but Bailey was not there. And right, right. That's all she did. She just said, Bailey, Bailey kind of just psyched her out, which was right. which was smart on her. But it was no underhand tactic. She just, okay. you know, used something to her advantage. Got it. Got and it. And got and got a good, strong win. 
looking strong for for this coming up match for Hell in a Cell. Yep, and then uh, Becky uh, ended up showing up, and uh, you know, Chase Sasha, uh, Sasha wanted no part of Becky Lynch, basically. So you know, Sasha jumped the guardrail. Becky Lynch got on the mic, was calling her out, say, "Hey, you know, I'm just getting started. You just started something that you know. There's no finishing this now after the what you've woken inside of me, basically." And trying to again further hype up their matchup coming up at Hell in a Cell. Um, so yeah, overall a solid segment here. But, um, you know, the matchup itself was just one where I thought it was interesting seeing Sasha and Alexa uh, matchup again. I'm curious to see with the shakeup if if uh, Becky ends up going to SmackDown, if they maybe have Alexa and Sasha continue on and maybe Alexa's challenging Sasha for the Raw Championship um, going forward. But, um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Just that was the that was the key takeaway for me. in this was the fact that they were they were facing up against each other. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it was just a strong match for me, for Sasha, just looking strong, getting ready for her Raw Women's Championship, showing, they, they, you know, showing her her intelligence side too, you know, how she can, I, I don't know if it, it was underhand. I, I think it was just a smart move how she just said, you know, pretended that Bailey, you know, you know, hey, help Bailey, help me, help me. And nobody was there and she used that to her advantage. So I thought that was a great uh, sequence right there. And I enjoyed uh, Becky Lynch, too. Uh, she seemed ready to go, standing on the commentary table, taping up her hands, ready to, like, you know, talking mess, telling her, like, what's up, Sasha? You know, she because she was ready to fight. So I like that, too, man. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, Becky, before the match got started, Becky Lynch came out, and she was yep. a part of commentary for a little bit. But almost immediately, she got up on the table. Actually, Sasha was the one that got up on the post first, kind of provoking Becky. And then Becky stood up on the table and she's like, oh, yeah, you want to talk? And, you know, they trash talked. And then, yeah, Becky taped up her wrist. And it was kind of a distraction a little bit for Sasha during the matchup. But she still was able to overcome that to get the win. Um, Yeah. And Becky had a quote um, seen here. You made it personal. I'm going to make it painful, you know, which stood out to me. So that was pretty cool. Um, Yeah, it's going to be a good matchup overall, man. Like these two in Hell in a Cell. I think it's a nice culmination to their feud. I think it ends at Hell in a Cell. Um, Again, with the split, you know, it's it's. It seems to me that with the Fox deal and with Fox, you know, our SmackDown being the the new A show, that they're going to want Becky there. Um, oh, yeah. so she, the she's the face. Yeah, exactly. She's, uh, I guess she's the face of the company right now, man. She's practically on every ESPN, WWE commercial. Uh, you see her her face on a graphic when they're talking about promoting on uh, Fox NFL games. Yeah. Yeah. It's her. I mean, it's not Seth. It's not Kofi. You know, it's Becky. Becky is the face of WWE right now. You know, in the the 2K game uh, commercial, they kind of allude to that there, too. You know, with her coming through the glass ceiling and, you know, it's like her being, you know, now the man. Like at one point it was Stone Cold. It was Hulk Hogan. It was all these guys. And now, you know, the man is a woman, you know, so. You know, it's really cool seeing Becky in this position and um, yeah, just going forward, being that that face from for Fox on or for SmackDown on Fox, you know, I think is a great move for the for the company. And um, yeah, hopefully she can build off this momentum because I think she's starting to get back a little bit of that momentum that she had lost when, you know, post WrestleMania and post Ronda Rousey. You know, we had talked about like it seemed like her steam had gone down, uh, which actually funny thing here since i just made that that statement uh she had steam in her entrance and there were a couple little entrance notes too that we we should uh, we shouldn't gloss over too much but uh you know that was kind of interesting too seeing becky's entrance with the belt and with the steam behind her like that was pretty cool getting that back 
Um, so anyway, that was kind of like a, a speaking through their visuals here. Like, yeah, Becky's got her steam back. <laughs> um, so I kind of like that. But uh, yeah, overall, I'm, I'm excited for Becky going forward. Um, now to, to double back here a little bit, what did you think of like pyro and everything being back? Cause like for Brock, oh, I great. enjoyed that opening. Just seeing that again. Yeah. I felt like a little kid again, man. Just, <laughs> yeah. Or just a teenager just wa- watching raw. And that'd just be one of the first things you knew raw was kicking off. You'd be like, dude, in the crowd hits, you hear the crowd. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. It was just, just in your face. And I love that opening. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Was great seeing that. It was great. Like again, Brock Lesnar's entrance. He had the pyro for his entrance. Uh, they have a new uh, Tron. It's basically like yeah. one giant screen from the yeah. ramp. Yeah, the stage and the screen is like one sheet basically that yep. curves up um, into the screen. So that was pretty cool. Um, I like the look overall. I think it's it's simple um, and it works. You know, for the graphics and everything. Uh, so we'll see if they because I guess one thing is just like the mini Trons aren't are it, some of the placement of some of like the like Brock's logo it was just in the lower left corner where yeah it, it felt like it was maybe a little out of place like they could use that space a little bit better because it was all this negative space um okay uh, I didn't over. even notice that man yeah that was just one little nitpick there like I think they're still trying to figure out how they have to redo some of their graphics like some of their graphics mm-hmm. are still hanging over from what it used to be but overall I think it's a nice look man I like it I like the like nice one continuous like the screen uh continuing off yeah. into the ramp that was a good look because I, I, um, I started because actually it was like I, I was seeing that all up and down my news feed on, on instagram so it, it was already it was already pretty much spoiled for me instead oh. of just seeing it right there okay you know, at you know as soon as they premiere it but i already saw it though yeah, that was my first time seeing it. So I was okay. like, ooh, okay, okay, okay. I mean, even like the, the intro, you know, was different. Yeah. Um, they, they you know, had new music for it and it had yeah. a good feel. And, man, you know. Yeah, it guess, seemed like it had some life in that theme. It, it wasn't did. like no generic, I don't know, kitty. you know, you didn't watch, watch a kitty program thing. Are you talking about the then, now, and forever part, like the beginning, beginning uh, graphic with the WWE logo? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because there was that too. That changed also, like yep. the very beginning logo, and then after that, the Raw intro itself with all the superstars that are on Raw right now, and some superstars that aren't there. Like Shinsuke Nakamura was a part of the graphic, which makes me think maybe during the draft they're going to move him over to Raw. Um, I feel like that was kind of a little bit of a spoiler there, but okay, that's fine. Um, I think they might move him. Yeah, yeah. Raw. I see yeah. that. Well, I hope they move him somewhere else, but we'll talk about that yeah. a little bit later when we get to the Wednesday Night Wars. Ooh, hint, hint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint. Oh, um, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, overall, I thought the intro, the graphic, the pyro, everything was, was cool. Just a little little sidetrack from them from talking about the card, but I thought it was worth talking about. Oh, just, that's not uh, a sidetrack. That's, that's definitely worth talking about, man. It was the world <laughs> premiere, and it was one of the newest things that you noticed. Like, it was the theme. It was everything was different in like in the first five minutes of that intro, like from the theme to the stage. Like, so I'm guess they're really going to be different from the SmackDown rant. So I'm really interested of what they're going to do or what they want to how they're going to show or uh, present or for SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that, too, that that because the the. I guess match uh, preview graphic. We kind of are seeing there's differences there already. Yeah. For like when they showed Kofi versus Brock, you know, it's it's an entirely different graphic for SmackDown now. 
Um, so the set will be interesting to see. In my mind, I don't know. I thought it'd be, it'd be funny if they brought that fist back. Oh, man. I was <laughs> just thinking that, man. Because that was cool. Right there, smack dab in the middle, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. I, just in my head, I'm thinking, wow, that would be amazing if they brought that back. So we'll see. We'll see what they do. But they, my I think prediction going- is, I think they might just go with that sports atmosphere mm-hmm. uh, that I've been hearing rumors about that Fox actually wanted from WWE, like, you know, to make it more sports oriented so some something could be like a smooth transition from ufc or something like that hmm okay yeah i mean that'd be that it makes sense i wonder what like what that means for the look overall to make it feel more sports oriented in terms of like the set and the stage like that that'll be interesting to see how they incorporate that so yeah i'm excited i'm excited for that um all right, so let's keep moving through this this Raw card here. Um, we had the Raw Tag Team Champions, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, defending against uh, Heavy Machinery. Um, so this matchup here, when it started off, I actually was kind of excited for Heavy Machinery. Like, okay, they're getting a title match. They're getting something to do. Um, I didn't really believe they would win. But with it being the premiere show, you, there's, there's that little bit of they might be, be willing to do something. Like something yeah, that kind of shock us. Right. But it didn't happen. Um, Heavy Machinery did not win this matchup. Uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode ended up winning the matchup. Um, so rather than talk about the match, just overall, the, the, the standing, like Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode as a tag team, has your thoughts on them changed since – you know, they 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 first won the titles in terms of we, we both talked about how they just feel like a team that was just thrown together. And yeah. it seems like the tag team division, they just don't care. And now, you know, Dolphin, Robert, I mean, they just haven't been tag team champs for that long. But, you know, are, do you still feel the same way or do you feel like maybe they're gelling a little bit more and now you're taking them a little bit more seriously? Uh, it's still hard to say until after the draft. Like, it. I would feel more comfortable answering that question. It was after the draft right now. I still feel like they're still transitional champs. Basically they still holding the belt for someone for another team right now. Uh, And I I think we'll get more clarity after the draft and see, are are they going to be a legit team or, you know, are they just going to blow it up? I mean, so let, let's say, because you said they're transitional champions, they're holding for another team. Do you think Heavy Machinery maybe would be that team? You think they're building them up to actually be champions? Do you think it's the Viking Raiders? It could be the Viking Raiders, man. I don't okay. know. They, the way they've been building them, giving them like three straight wins every week against uh, OC. The OC. Yeah. Oh, my, which I don't get, but here we go again with another. But that's the way they're booking them, so I don't see why not. And they keep yeah. on – and in commentary keep on mentioning – uh, mentioning them too, like man, they they can have a future title shot against uh, the Raw champs, or I'm pretty, sure, or they'll say, oh, I'm pretty sure Dolph and Rude are, are watching these guys or keeping an eye on these guys. Yeah, it, well, I mean, just speaking of them, they the Viking Raiders on Raw this week they faced the OC, they beat the OC again. So yeah, to your point, it seems like I mean the Viking Raiders are on on a roll. They're undefeated on, in WWE. I think they just had that one like double disqualification during the tag team turmoil tournament. So, um, yeah, it seems like I, I would agree with that, that I feel like the Viking Raiders are the team that if if uh, you had to ask me right now, who's that next team that it seems like they're building, it would be them. Um, and I feel like the Viking Raiders with the crowd are starting to get more over. Um, the crowd is buying into them a little bit more, and I think it's because they're fighting actual tag teams. They're not yeah. fighting jobbers now, so yeah. the, the matches are more fun to watch. 
Um, I feel bad for the OC in this whole situation because they're they're just there to put them over versus you know getting built up themselves somehow some way. Um, with like a legit faction, man. Yeah. It just seems like that. I don't know. They they even got new music, you know, yes. and, and just a whole new feel. But it seems like that. I don't know. They they just are. They, they're just there. They're just there right now, and it's it sucks to be honest with you. Yeah, it seems so lopsided. So because you know they're they're the way they're treating AJ Styles, giving him strong wins. But mm-hmm. I suppose that's the total faction. The OC, Luke Gallo, Carl Anderson. It's it's like a non factor right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I don't even know, man. Like I, I'm tired of saying like a, we'll see with those, you know, because it, it just seems like a broken record every time. Yeah. Like they just, they, it seems like things are going okay. They won the tag team championships and then they all of a sudden were not tag team champions anymore. And now we're back to this where they're just losing. I mean, the whole thing with AJ Styles and them getting together again, started with the OC were losing. And AJ was trying to motivate them. And then yes. they got with AJ and then they won the titles. But now they're losing again. So does AJ have to go back to them and slap them around and say, hey, guys, take yourself seriously. Like, you know, what what is it going to take? So um, I don't know, man. We'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see what, what's, what where they're going to go from here. But I'm just confused with the direction with the OC right now. Yeah, man. Say, same here because I, I really love the OC. You know, just just the way their chemistry they have all together, and and they're a legit fun group of guys. I, I don't know if you ever heard them on the uh, Stone Cold podcast or just seeing them on that uh, WWE show. Was it Riders or some some stuff like that? Ride along or something? Ride along, yeah, ride along. Like they're just a, a fun group of guys that you just want to hang out, get a beer with, mm-hmm. and it just sucks that you just see them getting booked the way they are. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, to be continued as always with the OC. We'll see where where we're going from there. Um, what the WB's plans are, man. Because I, I just don't know. Like you said, they they seem like good people. They're good dudes, good brothers. Um, but yep. just you know, not not being treated the right way right now from from uh, the writing standpoint. But we'll see. Um, all right, so let's talk about Miss TV a little bit in this kind of crazy segment that they had going on. Uh, the Miz came out and he had pyro. He had like uh, yeah. it reminded me of like Christian or Randy Orton's pyro back in the day with like the the like gold uh, just flowing down from the ceiling. Oh yeah, uh, that's a good callback. Yeah, it reminded me of that, which I lo- I love that for the Miz because it seemed like stars and like he's yeah. you know the movie star, the A lister. So it just fit him perfect. I'm like, oh, this is good. I like this. So um, you know, he walked out for Miss TV and he seemed hyped up and and rightly so because. You know, it was supposed to be the biggest Miss TV ever. And he had as his guests uh, the Nature Boy Ric Flair and the Immortal Hulk Hogan. So, you know, announced Ric Flair first, then Hogan comes out. Um, and then things kind of got a little bit weird from my standpoint, to be honest with you, because <laughs> I don't know if, if Rick was following what was supposed to be happening. He wasn't. Rick was doing this whole thing. You can tell, man, because uh, the Miz was trying to wheel him back in. Man, time and time again. like, And Hogan clearly was not in on it either because he was putting Rick over and saying great things about him, how he's the greatest of all time. And then Ric Flair would be, I'm over it. 
I'm over it. Like, over what, Rick? What's going on? What are you upset about? You know, and then, you, like you said, the Miz was trying to reel him in. Like, but, but these fans aren't over it, right? Yeah. He's like, then, you know, of course, Rick is supposed to just go with that and we just forget what he just said. But nope. He's like, no, you know what? I'm sick of this. I got something to say, you know, something to get off my chest. And, you know, you see the Miz, he's just kind of like, oh, uh-oh. Well, we're here now. We can't, we can't leave this. Right. Off script. Yeah, just off script. And to paraphrase, you know, Rick is basically just saying how upset he is with Hogan and that, you know, he can't lace his boots like he's better than Hogan. And that's just, you know, going on and on about that. And then Hogan's like, it sounds like you want to go uh, one more time, one on one with the 24 inch pythons. And now at this point, kudos to Hogan for kind of going with it. Yeah, And the crowd actually ate that up. Like, the crowd really loved that. And they started chanting for one more match. One more match. Which, in my head, I'm like, no, we don't. We, don't, we, we really don't. I said it out loud. I don't, don't want to see this. <laughs> we, we don't I don't want to see these old guys no, 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 go no, no, at it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Even when, I, even when they kind of tease, and, and when the Ric Flair, you know, slowly hit the ropes, yeah. I was like, see? Yo. He can't. He can't. They both can't, man. They were both shuffling around and just like, I'm like, this would be terrible. Fans, stop it. Do not tempt them. Don't tempt Vince. Don't tempt Vince to say, you know what? Maybe that will uh, earn us some money. That'll draw. Like, come on, man. Let's stop. So, and Hogan was funny too. He's like, you know, now look, Rick, we're not spring chickens anymore. You know, and so then they transition into the plan, basically, which they, they, all this time, they were supposed to be talking about Crown Jewel and how there was going to be a team uh, Flair versus team Hogan and almost like a survivor series esque type of matchup. So, um, so that finally they got to that point and uh, the first person uh, that came out for team Hogan was Seth Rollins. You know, Seth Rollins comes out, you know, what you going to do when team Hogan runs wild on you. And then, you know, Rick was like about to announce his guy, but they cut off Rick and basically just played Randy Orton's music. And yeah. was like, okay, well, I guess they're over that. They just, they don't trust Rick to give him the, <laughs> they trust him. the right way. So, um, you know, Randy Orton comes out, you know, he hugs Rick, you know, and Rick is excited, you know, grinning from ear to ear. You know, he's like, Seth Rollins, you know, why don't you get your head out of Hogan's ass and listen to what I have to say for a second? You know, so that was pretty cool. Just the, you know, Randy being Randy. Yep. Um, and they were typical. like, well, typical, typical Randy Orton. Um, so he, he was like, yeah, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be picking our, uh, picking our team for this matchup at Crown Jewel. Um, so that was cool. And then eventually uh, uh, Baron Corbin ended up coming out. So I guess Baron Corbin is on Team Flair as well. So he came out and they were doing the, the beat down on Seth. And then Rusev comes out. So Rusev comes out and, and, I mean, at this point, you know, we still are kind of, Rusev is kind of still intertwined with this whole Maria Kanellis, Mike Kanellis, who's the father kind of storyline or whatever. Yeah. Um, so as we, or, or we, we thought so. We thought, but, you know, they, WWE, I guess, just get ending storylines like out of nowhere. So, you know, we're supposed to accept Rusev as a, as a face joining Team Hogan and being a good guy now. Okay, fine. So, you know, he went out there, Seth Rollins and, and uh, Rusev prevail. They go to the ramp. They do the Hogan poses with Hogan. Cool. Then in the back, uh, later on in the night, we had Rusev say, you know, because at this point, Seth Rollins does not have a matchup anymore. He's, he was supposed to have a match um, against uh, Rey Mysterio for yep. the championship. But that got canceled because of Brock. Brock canceled that match by destroying him and his son, Dominic. So, you know, Rusev was like, hey, you know, with everything that was going on to Seth Rollins right there, 
Um, no one else had his back. I had his back. So I, I am owed, you know, I, and I'm going to collect. So he basically was, was telling Seth, like, look, I want that universal championship shot tonight that you were, that, that Ray Mysterio had, because I had your back when, when Randy Orton and Baron Corbin were jumping you and about to, you know, whoop your ass basically. So, you know, then off screen, they said, yeah, and that match is set. So we're going to have Rusev versus Seth Rollins for the title. Um, so interesting turn there going from crown yeah. jewel and making these teams to then Rusev getting a title shot. Um, so a lot to unpack there. Uh, we don't have to go into great detail about it, but just what were your overall thoughts on this, this whole turn of events? Uh when when Rusev was called, I was like, "All right, cool. Let let's see, you know, where this goes." Like Rusev is still a good worker, and, you know. I'm I'm pretty sure this is gonna be a, a great match uh, for the main event. That was that's my initial thoughts at first. At first, okay. Look <laughs> 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 you know, at pause right there. At first, I was waiting for you to say what you just. No, started. no, I, I'll, I'll I'll hold for that later. Okay. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there then. Um, yeah, I, look, I think, um, crown jewel is not a pay-per-view that I care about. I probably won't even watch it live to be honest. Um, Neither, man. It's non canny. Uh, that's what I'm saying. A crown jewel prediction show probably will not happen. Um, I'm just <laughs> right now, um, unless they do something that makes us think, yeah, it's going to be canon. That is actually going to count, actually going to matter. But probably what's going to happen is that next major pay-per-view is going to have all of those same matches happen all over again, just like it happened last year. So I'm not really going to get excited about crown. I'm going to say this is the WrestleMania equivalent. They better not say that because oh, they man. dropped that real quick last year. They dropped that, so I hope they don't even start that with uh, with this one. Oh, but who knows, man? man. You, you never know. You never know. Ask for it, man. They're, they're going to do whatever, whatever <laughs> amount of money they're paying them to let this happen. But anyway, so you know, Ric Flair and Hogan being there, I thought made it. A, it, it was a nice nostalgia moment. I was really yeah. hoping they weren't going to announce them wrestling, and thank God they didn't. Uh, this whole team thing, I think, is interesting. But we do have Survivor Series coming up. So I'm like the team versus team thing, you 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 kind of risk playing that out to the point where when we get to, to Survivor Series in Chicago, I hope they don't have these same two teams face That would just suck. I'm like, really? This is practically yeah. the same team from the Crown uh, Jewel. Right. It better not be. They need to do something completely Dude, different for that. They, they cannot do that for Chicago cook. Because Chicago was shit all over that. Man. It, it will get booed out of the building. Absolutely. Yes. Like, come on, man. This again. I mean, look, seeing Hogan and Flair in person like that, there's something cool about that, but it'll wear out during the match. Like during the match itself, it'll get real boring. Like if it's the same exact players in that matchup. Yep. Yeah, I, I won't care. And, and the rest of the crowd is probably going to feel the same way. So I hope they don't do that. Um, but yeah. You don't overall, think they'll set up like... Uh, if if Team Hogan wins, but Ric Flair wants a rematch, I want a rematch. Oh, that that can thing. happen. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, that that could be the way that they try to, to you know turn it somewhat in the canon. Like, hey, this is a rematch of the matchup that they had at Crown Jewel. Maybe they add a couple more stakes to it or whatever. I don't know. It, it's just, but I'm not excited about it. And if they do that, like you said, it, this Chicago crowd, man. They will shit on it. It will not work out. It will not work yeah. out in their favor. And I, I yeah, would cool. hope that they have more respect for for the Chicago crowd and just for Survivor Series in general to say, we're not going to just make Survivor Series 
a, a replay of Crown Jewel. I would hope not. Maybe one of their smaller pay-per-views, but one of the big four or five, if you count money in the bank, you know, I, I don't think you can do that with Survivor Series, man. Like that, it, it's just, it's supposed to be something special. You can't, you can't just rehash another pay-per-view with that pay-per-view. No, not now with Survivor Series and technically is one of your big four. So, yeah. and, and you're doing it in Chicago, a great wrestling town, great wrestling city. That would just be a huge disservice. And they, and we will, I'm not going to say they, we, because we're going to be there. We will uh, just yeah. shit all over it. Yeah, I, I will boo. I will say endless, man. I will be right there with the entire crowd just saying whatever, man, just to get this match ended. Because, um, yeah, I, that that would just be a waste. Like, no, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Um, side, side thing. So do you consider, talking about the big four, and I, I mentioned the big five, do you consider Money in the Bank to be one of the major pay-per-views now? Because that's when I say I the do. big five. Okay. I do because it's because I love the unpredictability about it. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it, it needs to be, and it should have been last year. Was it last year? It was in Chicago. Um, no, we didn't have, man. Money in the bank, 2018. That was Chicago. That was okay. Yeah. It's yeah, just yeah, this yeah. year. This is the first year in a couple of years now that we didn't get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now it's yeah, not this year, but this last year. Last year was. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Yep. So, and I wish it, it was, you know, there, it would have been great, man, to have like, you know, basically a weekend of, of having one of the, now the big five pay-per-views there just kind of headlining uh, the town. But yeah, I, I think it seriously needs to be like, just, I think survivor series is slowly not counting anymore as one of the four and it could be easily rep- replaced by money in the bank. Yeah, I mean, if they, yeah, I mean, gosh, that'd be crazy because of how long Survivor Series has been around. Um, well, the one thing I do like about Survivor Series when it's done right is the whole like the Raw champions versus the SmackDown champions thing that they do. Yeah, like I think there's something about that that's pretty cool. Like when they had Daniel Bryan go against Brock, or the year before it was AJ Styles going against Brock, the Universal Champion. Um, there, there was a, it, it felt like a like a dream matchup was happening. Um, and they were using the Survivor Series uh, format to to make it even uh, just add a little bit more to it that it was Raw versus SmackDown, and it's these two legendary or just great superstars uh, going against each other. So yeah, I, I still kind of hold in that high regard, but I'm I'm not uh, totally against what you're saying in that it is slowly uh, losing its luster a little bit, um, and especially if they do what we're talking about with Crown Jewel where they just replicate the same matches, the same Team Flair, Team Hogan thing, and do that as a rubber yeah. series, yeah, that would be a step towards it not not being relevant anymore for sure. And WWE loves to replicate matches. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> man. All right. So let's talk about uh, this next matchup, Ricochet versus Cesaro. Why don't you break this down, man? What were your thoughts on this? So I thought this was a uh, you know, decent match for for Ricochet. Is Cesaro trying something new out with these track pants now? I thought maybe the first time pants, was that he just know. wasn't ready. Like, he was just in street clothes. But week after week, I see this is a routine thing now, man. Like, the track thing, the track outfit. Like I, thought, just- I thought that maybe the first time that he, like, forgot his, his wrestling tights and they yeah. just said, let's just have you wrestle on what you came to the building with. And it's fine because you're Cesaro. Like, it's one week. It's fine. And then he did it again. And I'm like... Wait, no, he's trying to do this as his attire? Like, I don't know. 
and this might be a bold take, but I kind of prefer Corbin's look to Cesaro's look. <laughs> and that's saying something. Because we've been shitting on Corbin for a while now. Yeah. And for, yeah. for me to say Cesaro's look is worse, dude, come on, man. Like, what was wrong with what you were doing before? I yeah. just go back to your regular wrestling gear and, and do that. This here with the gym shoes and the flooding pants, the, the skinny. Yeah. I don't even think they're flood. I think they're Capri style. <laughs> That's what makes it worse. They're not even flooding. He he got it that way. Oh my God. I just don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I he's such a great wrestler that I, he, when I was watching the matchup, it did distract me. But I was still trying to enjoy it because I'm like Cesaro's going to do something crazy. Like I just, yeah. you know, I, I have so much respect for him. But yeah, that was just it was just weird. I don't know. I hope it's not his idea because this kind of feels like like something. Maybe he wants to try something different for with his character and just see. And they're letting him do something. And, but but uh, gosh, I, I really hope it's not like something that he wants to do. I hope it's just like they're trying something out. But you never know, man. Yeah. Cause I'm watching it right now, man. That was definitely not uh flooding. That was a caprice. I, I I just got confirmation. I, I need right. to make sure. And I'm looking at it right now, <laughs> like yeah, the length from the from the uh, kneecap to the ankle. Jeez, <laughs> that's that's caprice style lift right there. Come on, <laughs> hard enough. You're not getting storylines. This ain't gonna do it. Just, yeah, man. Just and he took another L too, man. And he lost. And, I, I want to talk about that too. So it got me thinking: like, is Cesaro the new gateway? And we talked about that a little bit last week. Yeah, I mean, I think your Dolph used to be that. You know, you had yeah. to pass Dolph a few years ago to prove yourself. Now it seems like Cesaro is that man right now. It's the whole gatekeeper. He's a great person to be um, the the that that role basically in a way. Because he's so good, he can he can have a great match with anybody. So if you can't have a great match with Cesaro, there's something wrong with you. So that's a great person to say, hey, we're gonna put this up and coming guy up against him to prove himself to say yes, he can yeah. he can hang with the rest of this roster. But on the other hand, for Cesaro, who's been there for so long, and it's like, man, he just it feels like he should just be be doing more than just that. You know, like he, he's. It, it just seems like maybe that role would be better for somebody who, you know, is, is younger and, and has more time. Like you can put them in that role for now. But, you know, uh, Cesaro, who's been there forever, like who knows, man, like Cesaro might just say, you know, two years, three years from now, like he's going to hang him up. So, you know, just just to put him in that role and to waste, you know, his prime like that to just be this like, you know, this 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 gatekeeper type of character. I, I don't know. I feel like I. I don't want that for him, but I, in a way, because of his talent, because he's he's athletic, so he can go against guys like Ricochet. Yep. You know, he's powerful, so he can go against guys like Bobby Lashley if they wanted to. You know, like there's so many, like he's so versatile that I get it why it would be an attractive thing to to use him in that way. But he's just so good too, and and it's like I feel like he's earned more than that, but. I feel that too. And hopefully he'll go to another brand that seems to be the hot spot, the hot place to be right now. We'll, but we'll talk about that later. Cause man, man. my, my mind is everywhere. When this draft happens, oh, bro. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yes. It's so many. I think. Yes. But we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> man. Well, so let's, let's, uh, 
head over to this United States. Uh, well, was it for the title, the United States Championship? Uh, had, was it the United States yeah, Championship match? Yeah, okay, okay, I, because. I mean, AJ versus Cedric Alexander, I couldn't remember if they'd actually said the title was on the line, um, but, you know, they did have a matchup, and, you know, I mean, it was, it was a strong matchup. This probably was, in my opinion, the best matchup they've had so far in their feud because Cedric yeah. didn't destroy it in the matchup. Um, so it was good, a lot of near falls. Um, Cedric, this, this matchup made me, when I was watching it, I kind of thought, hey, even their tights kind of look similar. Like, it almost seems like they're setting up Cedric to be, like, a comp for AJ Styles. Like if AJ Styles is a deep and over tire, I'm just saying, I'm just throwing out like best case scenario, right? Like the, 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 the guy that maybe Paul Heyman is trying to have Cedric learn from, you know, AJ Styles, maybe Paul Heyman holds him in that regard. And that's why you keep hearing reports of, you know, Paul Heyman is trying to push Cedric and he really likes yeah. Cedric, you know, and now having this match with AJ and even certain parts of their, their attire now, just like the belt and everything. And there's something that it just looks similar. I'm like, I can I can see what they're doing now on the on the mic. I think Cedric still needs work, obviously. Um, his wrestling though, it's he can wrestle with anybody. I think in the he's world. almost there on the mic though, Cedric. Okay, it, it's not like you know, like to me, like Ricochet. I think he needs work on the mic, but I think Cedric is almost there uh, for for his promo skills. I I don't see him like I, I don't get that feeling that he feels nervous. Or he slips over his words. Uh, so, yeah, I think he's almost there. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess not to debate it too much, but I feel like both Ricochet and Cedric, I think, have an issue with trying to find ways to connect with the crowd uh, during their their promos. I think that to your point, though, you know, Cedric, when he speaks, there is more confidence for sure. I just think that, you know, it, it's not – like, I don't look forward to a Cedric Alexander promo. You know, I, right. I want to see him wrestle. Yeah. So he's not there yet with, like, wanting, you know, making me excited about him on the microphone, you know, yet. And same with Ricochet. So, yeah, both of them, I think, need work there. Um, but, yeah, not to turn that into too much of a debate, but I just think that um, I, I can see the the Cedric, the build that they're trying to do with him and eventually him, you know, potentially winning the United States Championship and, 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 kind of having the somewhat of a torch passed to him from AJ Styles again if indeed he's going to retire this year. Well, I hope he never retires. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not ready for that. My, like I said before, my wrestling heart can't take that. I'm not even prepared for that mentally. But this match, this match was like match of the night for uh, for Monday, for Monday yeah. night raw man like dude, this, uh the way Styles look AJ Styles, he looks strong. The reversals, the counter uh, moves to their uh, to their arsenal was insane. Just the way AJ Styles started the match, he, he threw his shirt, he took off his shirt, threw it in uh, Alexander's face, kind of blinded him, and then just backed him up in the corner. Was just a nice way how to set the tone for him. So I enjoyed this match, especially from AJ Styles. Man, like he's looking strong as a champion for the United States. So let's let's say that they're not building AJ to pass the torch to Cedric or to lose the championship to Cedric. What do you think the next step for AJ Styles would be at this point? Huh? So the next step then it would be, he needs to be back in the main event. Him mm-hmm. looking strong like that, having strong wins against Alexander, Cedric Alexander. He, it, it just simply just needs to be in the main event. Mm-hmm. 
that's that's what shows me like he he beat him up like like he's a scrub now. I just beat you clean, <laughs> back to back. Right. <laughs> right. right. No help by myself. Me <laughs> solo. That's what AJ Styles did, man. Yeah. Remind me of someone else from uh, from the Wednesday's Night Wars. Again, whoa, whoa, man. Shit to <laughs> oh man, some great things happened. But this, this, like you said, match of the night for sure. Yeah, this was one of the two. Like, check it out if you didn't, if you uh, weren't able to catch Raw. Um, it was a great matchup, definitely. You know, the the top one. Uh, both these guys brought it. They brought it. They were so similar in their styles. Um, in the end, I think it was a Styles clash that ended up winning it for for AJ. Um, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I just saw the future for Cedric. So I'm thinking, you know, it's a it's a nice way to try to build up Cedric is to use AJ, someone that, you know, there are those similarities and someone that would be great for Cedric to learn from. So I think this is awesome. Um, yeah, but just to, to move forward from there, um, that next matchup was Lacey Evans versus Natalia, which um, this one, so I have, I have a couple thoughts on this one i kind of like how they built this match up and then had it culminate right here on raw um so lacey evans had been taunting natalia for a while she'd been using the sharpshooter um to to beat her other opponents and then it ended up that they had the match here and not at hell in the cell mm-hmm. um, I, I think that that should be a trend for certain matchups like this that You know, it's not like if it happened at Hell in a Cell, I feel like it would be maybe a bathroom break matchup. I was just about to say that, yeah. You know, like you just wouldn't be super excited about it for a pay-per-view. But for Raw, it's like, oh, okay, they did a little bit of a buildup. And now it ends right here on the the go-home show for for on the Raw side, you know, for the pay-per-view. So I thought this is kind of a nice way to kind of have some of these lower, these these, uh, not so... uh, 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 big storylines that they have going on, but still a story that they've been building happen and then slowly maybe build it up even more, you know, in the next coming weeks after the pay-per-view. And maybe you turn that into a bigger feud. I don't know. Or maybe you're just using this to build up Lacey Evans, give her a little bit more steam heading into her next feud with whoever that might be on Raw or SmackDown or wherever she gets drafted to. So I thought that it was, it was a good way to, to give versus even like being pre-show, I think it was a great way to give her a spotlight where she could just perform and yep. kind of go out a little bit um, on, a, on a nice stage, especially the premiere of Raw. I thought, yeah, that's, it was a good spot. Um, for Natalia, it, it, it is what it is. Like, Natalia looked okay, but overall, I thought this was more about Lacey and just she, she was. She, you know, she, she beat her pretty clean. Well, clean ish um, with, the, with the end there. But, um, you know, overall, I really liked uh, what I saw from Lacey. So, yeah, that was my takeaway on this matchup. Yeah, man, I, I thought this match was just more about Lacey because they're building for the future for her. Like, you see it. Uh, man, she was looking very ruthless, uh, vicious against Natalia in, the, like, the first five minutes. I think she just kind of slid under the ring and just uh, – and then Natalia was actually laying down on her back and she kind of just grabbed her head and slammed it against the stairs. And I thought that was a good visual from her. I'm like – man, she's looking very good. And she just kind of posed and sat down right beside her with her, uh, with her uh, legs crossed. And I thought that was a good, good look for her, but she, but the way I took this match, they're just building for her, man. Yeah. For Lacey. Yep. Yep. Definitely. So, you know, great showcase for Lacey uh, at the end of the day for this, uh, in this matchup. 
All right, so we are basically at the main event. Uh, did did they do do an AOP segment this week? It's, I think they did. I remember seeing something. Um, what was another? They were they were saying something about violence, like violent. You know, there was a. It was like a. Uh, not a. <laughs> I almost wanted to call it a therapy session because I actually thought about Alistair <laughs> Black when it was going on and what you've been saying with him, which I've agreed. You know, and here I just got those vibes a little bit that you know they're in this dark room and they're talking to the camera. And they're talking about, you know, where we're from, you know, violence, this and that. But then they kept going and using the word violence in different ways. And, you know, that led to you become an author of pain. And I'm like, OK, it's it's interesting. But, you know, now I think you guys are at a point where we just need to to, to see you guys in the ring again. And then in the ring, you guys cut promos versus cutting these promos on you know in the back you know and and talking about how awesome you guys are like i don't know it's it's i'm trying to pay a little bit more attention to what they're doing to see if they can win me over and this you know again immediately what i thought of is like man this is kind of similar to what they were doing with alistair black a little bit where they're just trying to intimidate <laughs> or do something in the back you know and, and just you know it's like go out there guys like if you really want to show how badass you are why are you doing it from this dark room like just 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 go out there <laughs> so i don't know that kind of caught me a little bit with the with the work that you did this week i'm sorry it's just what i saw i had to bring it up but uh what, what did you think uh, I thought it was just, you know, simple. I thought they'll it would be like last week when they actually, you know, uh, they said yeah, what they were going to do. They actually, you know, took a step outside and beat some random guys up and went back and sat down and proceeded with their promo. So it it, it was simple, more straight to the point. Uh, I'm just it, – it, they'll probably get – you'll probably see more from them more in the ring, I'll say, after the draft. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. I'm just not. I'm still not there. I'm still not there. I'm. A, I'm gonna keep trying to give them a shot. Um, up until they show, build, man. I don't expect you to get there yet. It's like you know when you're trying to, you know, get into a new anime. It might take you that four to five episodes before you can start getting into it. Yeah, but here's the thing with with AOP. Like we've actually seen like a full season already. Like they they had NXT. You know, and then they came to to Raw, and that so this is like their third attempt, basically. You know, to try to get over, like it's, it's like we're starting over, and that's another thing I, I guess kind of annoys me about this is we're just right, they're now kind of rebranded, really looking like you know some sort of like drug lords. <laughs> <laughs> You're not helping the sell for this team. <laughs> I'm not gonna buy that in wrestling. These are drug lords. I'm not saying that, but that's what they look like, though. Oh man. The, just the just the way they're framed, and they got the nice sport coat suits on. Yeah, you know the dress like shirt, no tie. Yeah, they got the gangster look. <laughs> I get you. I get you, but that, that isn't. Those two, no, man, I don't know. That just made it worse. I hear you say it like that. I was like, mm, no. Oh, my God. The only thing that could make that worse is if Michael Cole had said something like that. Look at these two drug lords. Oh, my God. Like, that would have just, oh, you know, man. that Michael Cole voice. Michael Cole right now. Ooh. Ooh. Man. So, yeah, AOP, keep trying. Keep trying. Not there yet. All right. So let's talk about this main event. Um, it was Rusev versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. Um, which that broke down pretty quickly. Um, they they had a matchup, pretty standard matchup overall, yep. and 
then you had uh, Bobby Lashley's music hit. So Bobby Lashley's music hit. He's on the on the ramp. And actually, it wasn't just Bobby Lashley out there. It was um, we had Baron Corbin and Randy Orton out there for a little yeah. bit too. It was already were- out there. And what's crazy too, I guess, I, I don't know if you've seen this uh, clip from. It's coming from the WWE fan perspective. Mm-hmm. There's C uh, Corbin. He's actually sitting on his throne. But I guess the way you know, since it's made from that great WWE material, it it, <laughs> it just broke. I was trying to understand. So that's why happened. you see a broken, a broken, you know, chair. Because they didn't show that at all. But but you could kind of see because when they came back from commercial, Rusev was mouthing, "What happened to your throne?" <laughs> you know, and then I felt like maybe that wasn't supposed to get on television because then when they were live, like Rusev kind of got serious again as as um, as Seth's music hit. So I'm like. What what is happening? But then in the background, you can kind of see the pieces of the throne. Which the last time we saw the throne, it was destroyed anyway by Chad Gable. So I'm thinking, okay, so they brought the pieces that Chad Gable destroyed onto the Raw set to continue showing that. Like it just didn't make sense to me. But now that you say that, yeah. now you just filled in the, the gap that I was missing, where he actually had the throne, Corbin sat in it, and it got destroyed. It was actually so, kind of funny because you see. You see Corbin sitting down and you see him fall and he gets up all like pissed off because it's thrown. He kind of plays it off well. You, you know, you can see him gesturing, just pissed off because his throne just, you know, fell apart. Man, they I, I feel like they're just so confused with this whole King Corbin thing because the new look makes me think, oh, they're going to take him seriously. You know, it's not going to be a joke. Like it seemed like it was, it was getting ready to be. And then this happens, which... I mean, I'm guessing <laughs> this was an accident. It wasn't supposed to happen. Um, but who knows? They might be playing that for comic relief and saying, oh, look, you, you had a crappy throne. And I don't know, it's Corbin. So it kind of makes sense that they wouldn't build him a really nice, expensive throne. They would get the cheap stuff to make it for him. Yeah. But it's like, I, I don't know. It, it just seems confusing. But anyway, thank you for for uh, filling in the gap there because I had no idea what Rusev was, was referring to. Like, what, what, what is happening right now? Um, so yeah, the matchup uh, got interrupted by Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley went to the, was on the entrance ramp and then he's kind of pointing to the, to the uh, entrance way again, you know, and you know, it took a while. It was delayed. And I'm like, what's happening? Is there, again, is there an issue happening that they were, did we miss something? Um, but you know, after a minute, it was Lana who ended up coming out. So this answered the question, where's Lana? Everyone's been asking Rusev, you know, where she's been at. And Rusev didn't want to talk about it. He said he didn't want to talk about his problems at home. So, but now Lana showed up. So Lana showed up and then she went to Bobby Lashley. They're holding hands. And then Bobby Lashley um, and Lana hugged. And then he's like, oh, wait, wait one minute. Then he turned and then they start making out, which at first, the first time they started making out, of course, there's the shock value of like, oh my God, you know, that's Rusev's real life wife, you know, yeah. you know out with another man. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. So then they stopped making out and then they started making out again. And yeah. then this time, it went on for a long time. Like, yeah. <laughs> and Rusev is in the ring doing nothing, just kind of staring oh, at him. Oh, man. Weird. And Lana and, and Bobby are getting into it and like her leg is up in there and it's just like, yeah. you know, Attitude era kind of stuff happening with with it. And I'm just like, what? 
where is this storyline going now? Like, is it like I'm just confused on on what they're trying to do? Like, I guess Rusev is clearly going to be a face. Atlanta has betrayed him or whatever, and she's going to be with Bobby now. But I feel like they tried to do the storyline once before with Rusev and um, oh gosh, what's her name? Um, it's been so long. Summer Rae, there we go. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Bobby and Summer Rae, and then Dolph and Lana were in a pair, but uh, uh, Rusev was the heel in that one, and Lana was still a face with with Dolph. Um, so now it's kind of the reverse of that, where Lana's the heel with Bobby. I don't know. It just it was kind of a weird thing. Now it was to in a way the shock value. I was like, oh my god, like what's happening? But then thinking about it afterwards, I'm like, well, where are they going to go with this? Like, is this? I guess it's going to build up to maybe uh, a brutal matchup between. Rusev and Bobby, where Rusev is just motivated by the fact that this guy is, you know, messing with his wife, you know, and, and you know, maybe have like a Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley type of matchup where it's like no holds barred um, kind of thing. I, I don't know. I'm just a little I'm trying to figure it out, but I'm not quite there. What, what was your take on that part of what happened in the main event? So the main event. <laughs> so when. When Bobby comes out, I'm like, oh, cool, Bobby. That's cool. He sees music. I'm like, all right, so I guess he's going to what? Interfere? And then he's just looking back, you know, dressing him like he looked like he was asking for a mic. That's what it looked like uh, to me at first. I'm like, wow, he's getting ready to talk. And it just took longer than expected. I'm like, what's, like, what's so long about? Like, what's taking so long? Just get this mic. Like, get this man a mic. And then line of music hit i'm like oh snap oh okay so i guess she's gonna be bobby lashley's manager now that that's cool that's that's what's going on in my head this is how i'm i'm seeing it i'm computing it right here and then they hug i'm like okay 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 cool and then they kiss i'm like whoa hold on bro that's that's his real life wife that's that's Rusev real life wife. Yeah. And then they and they took a pause and then they kissed and then the leg went up. I was like, hold on. Whoa. Lana's leg just went up while they're kissing. I'm like, huh? And then the 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 camera immediately go back to Rusev. He looks so devastated. His eyes are Close, they're closed for a second because he, he just couldn't believe what he's seeing. He looks so heartbroken, bro. This is I, I could I'm like wow. So they're gonna do this story. So I, I'm with, with this story. I, I I'm definitely open to see where this goes because I think it could go a lot of ways. And and you know, Rusev is a good wrestler, and Bobby and Bobby Lashley he he can do some good work as well. So I just want to see from a story standpoint how how, how they're going to do this and how they're going to make it gel, you know, how they're going to make it, you know, work with Lana and and Bobby because that definitely caught me off guard. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I'm still, I mean, it could be the matchup that they're building up between the two of them, I think could be, you know, cool and, and hard hitting two heavyweights. I think that would be fun to see. Um, you know, with the added motivation going on with Lana, you know, I think that could be cool. Um, we just need more um, information, build the storyline a little bit more, more context. Right now, it's just kind of like a just okay. Like you guys are going here with the story. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, 
But then again, that's his real life wife, so it just feels a little bit awkward. And yeah, you know, it was an awkward. I say not first kiss, but second kiss. Yeah, <laughs> it was because it, it seemed like I'm like, why do it look like Lana's really enjoying that? And, right. I, and Bobby, Bobby, Lett, well, of course he's enjoying that. He's kissing Lana, so I can't really right. blame him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Yeah, he actually put a tweet life. out there. Yeah. He's savage for this, but he put a tweet out there. He yeah, said, mm, tastes like strawberries. And, and oh it's God. the picture of Bobby Lashley and Lana kissing. I was like, oh, wow. Man. man. Wow. And I just I guess the part that kind of threw me off with it is that Rusev was just standing there. Like Rusev being Rusev, you know, I'm thinking this dude is gonna run down to the ring and just start just destroying Bobby Lashley, but he just kind of sat there like devastated. So I, I don't know. They're trying something different with it. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but it's 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 to again to be continued on how they do this. Um, did, eight, did you feel bad for Rusev? I I didn't know what to feel. To be honest with you, I don't know that in the moment I felt bad. I mean, right now I I kind of I kind of I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm not buying it because I feel like okay in real life, you know, the two are married. This is this is this is you know they're playing roles. It's fine. So I don't. But from a if I didn't I didn't really get completely into the storyline to that point where I really felt for Rusev. I felt weird about the whole situation because it almost felt like it didn't make sense that in Rusev's character, I feel like he would have been the type to just run down there and do something. So it just kind of threw me off guard. So now I, I really don't know what to feel. I'm like, how I need to know more from Rusev's perspective and to hear him talk about it. I think next week, if they ex- ex- uh, explain it more um, and talk about it more than I can understand where Rusev is coming from and maybe feel more for it right now. But as it happened, I was just like, wow, this is this is awkward and weird. And, and I don't know what the heck is going on right now. And it was more of that than even feeling bad for for uh, Rusev. So, yeah, that's just where I was with it. What if they instead of just going with this, uh, you know, way of just showing you in your face, just Lana and Bobby Lashley. What if they just took baby steps, you know, slowly? Uh, they're having, you know, these backstage segments of, you know, why Lana's not there with you. And he'll give, like, subtle hints. And and maybe Lana on Twitter would, would say something like, no, I wasn't there, that's not true, from Rusev or something like that. And you can see there's some, all right, they got some dysfunction in their marriage right now. And they're kind of highlight that. What if they took like a slow, subtle approach and then they hit you with that Bobby Lashley? You mean, so going starting from next week, like going with that approach? Yeah, yeah. Instead of just doing it, you know, right now, just Bobby Lashley and Lana in your face. Well, it's just the next few weeks. They just did a slow burn approach. Yeah. You know, backstage segments of Rusev getting uh, interviewed. Reasons why Lana's not there. Yeah, I think it could be cool. I mean, I like that um, the slow burn approach for any storyline, I think, is a smart way to to get people invested into a story. I guess my only thing is I don't, I'm not I don't know. I'm not sold that people will truly get invested in the storyline unless they feel like it's truly real, like like Wana and Rusev legit maybe have behind the scenes they're separated right so they're gonna have to play this out on instagram on you know all social medias like you know this is is actually happening you know to really get people that's like they gotta really push this 
And I don't know if they're going to go that far. Um, it's funny that we're talking about this because, you know, I follow uh, Rusev and Lana. Yeah, on me too. Instagram, and Lana had a, like something it popped up on my phone, like, oh, you know, live thing going on with Lana. And I was tempted to see what was going on, to see if they're playing <laughs> off the storyline right now. And like Bobby Lashley's with Lana, like that <laughs> would be really interesting <laughs> if they had something going on. You know what? Just of it, I'm going to go and see what, here, let me see. <laughs> this is this what if Bobby Lashley did pop up in the background, dude. I, that's what yeah. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna actually Bro. see if if let me see. Hold on, hold on. Bobby Live Lashley. on the recording. Let's see if there's anything going on here. And Bobby Lashley, man, Mister, steal your girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. There's something it's not really it. different. No, but she said, "I have a new house." So that's one thing. And Rusev is not in this video. And she also posted Ooh. up the video of her and Bobby on her, like a, like a picture. Yeah. Uh, check out my big return. Let me know what you think. And it's of, of the whole thing that it happened. So, yeah, I mean, okay. like I, said, I think they have to play it off on social media. They do. They, so do. they can't just be like, hanging out, you know, in love, happy nah. there. And then we come to TV and they're saying, yeah, look at this. We're having issues. No, I like that. You gotta, you gotta I just saw you on Facebook, man. Hugged up right. with Lana, man. Everything was exactly. good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because that's how their, their previous storyline like this got, got blown up. Because there was, you know, Dolphin and Lana were Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, I think, and, and, and found out they got married, right? Yeah. And they got blown up, yep. Right, so that was the end of that storyline. Um, so yeah, so here they got to fully commit to just this being like, you know, we're 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 on all sites on all social medias. We're playing the storyline out, and then at that point, you can say, well, maybe, yeah. maybe they actually do have issues, and that's why Lana seems so comfortable with Bobby. Um, so yeah, that, I think that's what has to happen, and then with the slow burn approach as well. All right, well, let's see where this leads to, my friend. <laughs> so let's talk about the other half of this main event, uh, the Seth Rollins portion. So after uh, Rusev witnessed uh, Lana and Bobby Lashley, you know, the making out and doing all that in front of him, the lights started to go down in the typical fashion that it does before the fiend shows up. Yeah. Uh, immediately, Seth Rollins started freaking out because he knew what was about to happen, but it was too late for him to be able to like react or get out of there. Lights went off. Lights turn back on, and the fiend finally attacked him, putting the manimal claw, like giving him the manimal claw, and just just well, putting him out. Like he just he passed out. He was done. Um, so just the the visual of this I thought was cool. Um, finally, the fiend like pan off the the buildup of him, like you know, uh, intimidating Seth and getting close to Seth, but not completely uh, attacking him. Now this time he actually you know went after him and, and got him. Um, so I thought that that was that was cool. I, I like that. Um, I do, though. I am worried. I keep going back and forth every week on how I feel about this, the, what the outcome is going to be of this matchup. You know, at, at one point, I think when it first got uh, revealed that The Fiend was going to challenge uh, whoever won between Seth and Braun, I was like, man, if Seth Rollins wins, I'm, I'm nervous that they might make Seth beat The Fiend, you know, because. Yeah. Of yeah. just how much they've, they're they're investing in Seth Rollins, um, and then you know I think last week I said I, there's no way that they can have the Fiend lose to Seth Rollins because it just feels like 
the, the fiend, you've spent so much time building him up that if you have him lose to Seth Rollins now, it just seems dumb. It seems like a dumb idea to make that, make that decision with what you've been doing with the fiend. So now with this week, I mean, one thing is if you look at 50-50 booking, the person that usually goes over right before the pay-per-view is the one that loses. So that would have been The Fiend in a normal situation. Yeah, but but The Fiend is not normal. The Fiend is not normal, exactly. So, but there's something about this, this, like, I'm trying to figure out where they go from here with Seth. And you talked about it like, you know, this has a lasting effect, a lasting impact on Seth Rollins, that he is just like messed up by this this loss in in some way. He's stricken with fear going forward and he's trying to like maybe overcome that for a while and maybe another slow burn type of thing where, you know, Seth is not the same guy for a while. Um, So they could do that. But I don't know, like Seth just got this new pyro in his entrance now. Like when it says burn it down, uh, the fire goes up and it, it just did the premiere. Like, man, I, and maybe it's just the way they're doing it where maybe they're, I should give them credit for now having me second guess and not be sure which way they're going to go. Because that, that does make it more fun when you don't know, we know what's going to happen. But it would just be so terrible if the fiend actually lost this matchup. But I think with this, they they've put this so um, in in the, the 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 bucket of the fiend is going to win that it is making me just a little bit doubt. Like, man, but what if they have Seth Rollins actually win this matchup to just do the surprise? Like, hey, Seth Rollins actually did it. He finally, you know, he's he's conquered the the. The, uh, the beast, you know, he's the King Slayer, he's the Beast Slayer, he's the Monster Slayer, and now he's the Fiend Slayer, <laughs> just to make Seth Rollins like the the megastar, like the new John Cena, greatest wrestler yeah. of all time type of character. Um, I, I just I don't think I don't they're know. gonna do that though. They can't, I know, but man, is, is there no part of you that kind of thinks like, but what, like they they? But could, what if? Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think that's more of you. You sound more like "what if" in that paranoid scenario. But me, I, I feel even with this, and they kind of solidified it for me when they kind of gave away my hand, gave away not my hand but their hand when they talked about earlier uh, with the mid segment, the crown jewel, like uh, when you had when you said Seth is going to be for Team Hungry. So what's going to happen when the Universal Championship now is just not going to be part of the crown jewel? I guess the I, I, that just shows me that the Fiend is going to take it now. And he's going to do, do his own. You think the Fiend will be a crown jewel? Yeah. Yeah, he's getting that Saudi money. He, he's getting that Saudi money. Come on, bro. Bray just cleaned house and, and uh, at if the Fiend is a shop. crown jewel, I'm going to have to watch crown jewel then. To be honest with you. Me too. Me too. At least his match. Like, oh, yeah, that would be interesting. But anyway, I hear what you're saying. If he's a part of that matchup, then more than likely Seth's not champion. But I don't know, man. I don't I just Vince and his just just the way he does things, man. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes he's just unpredictable. And, you know, as much as everyone loves this Fiend character, maybe he thinks – hey, he can take a loss or take a weird loss. Like, he doesn't lose, but he doesn't win the championship, which I just, 
I think that would be bad too. And I don't see how you do it in a hell in a cell. Like I think they just wrote themselves into a corner if they don't want to give the belt to the fiend right up right away. Like at this point, you have to commit to doing that, even though I think it's it is too soon. Um, this is just such a weird situation, man. I don't know. Yeah, man. Uh, with me though, I'm more convinced that the fiend is coming out winning. There's no way. I don't see. I don't see any way Seth can win. Not unless there's some interference. Not unless like the Undertaker decided to show up. Yeah. And that's the only way I see that. Hmm. But if that's not happening, then nah. That's yeah, the fiend is is getting the belt. Wow. Well, We'll see. So you, so if uh, let's say the Undertaker comes from under the ring and grabs the Fiend and like pulls him to hell, like you're okay with that? No, I'm fine with that. Okay, like okay, I, I guess they're gonna set this up for because to me, like you said before, it's he doesn't need to be uh, anywhere near that belt right now. Yeah. So if we can have like uh, some unfinished business later, like a. Uh, some uh, interference, outside interference, and then let it be the Undertaker because it'll make sense because the Fiend basically took his brother, then yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. I mean, I guess that's a, that's kind of a loophole way out of it where the match just kind of ends without any kind of finish and, you know, the Undertaker does that. Yeah. I, I, could, I could see it. I could see it. I guess, man, you found a, you found a a nice little, <laughs> nice little loophole. <laughs> I feel a little bit better about it now, instantly, when you said that. Better now? <laughs> Please, let that happen. That would be okay. Because, yeah, then, I mean, The Fiend versus Undertaker, and, I mean, both of them doing their entrances and that moment, that would definitely be a holy shit moment. Um, oh, my God. Who entrance yeah. to go first, though? Oh, well, I think The Undertaker has to go first. I and think the Undertaker needs to see the Fiend's interest. He needs to see the Fiend. Yes. I would like to see. Yeah. Undertaker's reaction to the Fiend. Yeah, he has to. <laughs> and then yeah. they'll show the camera him just, you know, seeing his reaction after witnessing the, the Fiend entrance. That would just be an awesome thing to see. Seeing just two powerful entrances from Undertaker. Then right after that, you got Bray Wyatt's the Fiend. Oh my God, bro. Mm-hmm. That gives me goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, man, I would, I would that, and you know, Undertaker's at a point in his career where sometimes I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to to even need to see the Undertaker anymore, Russell, because I get nervous about, you know, does he still have it or not or whatever. But that moment right there, you know, just even the entrances, yeah, I would want to see that. I would want to see that before the Undertaker rides off in the sunset. That is definitely something I would love to see. Just the the two of them. And Undertaker seeing the Fiend's entrance and just looking at it like, what the hell is this? Like, just <laughs> that would be, it would be amazing. It would be amazing. So, yeah, man, I think I think you, you came up with a nice way to, to fix this whole situation where the Fiend doesn't have to get, to get the title right away, but he also doesn't lose the momentum by, you know, getting beat by Seth. And Seth doesn't get the heat from having beaten the Fiend you know, he just kind of survives, like he's been saying, you know, survive, prevail, and all that. Ends right there. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I give credit to you, man. You kind of put me in a corner right there. <laughs> How do you get him? I'm like, well. <laughs> I'm nervous, man. I'm like, I don't know. Hey, Undertaker, 
Yeah, that would work. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, man. Cool, cool. All right. Well, uh, any other thoughts? Because that's it, man. That's all of Raw. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Because we'll wrap it up and, and start off the Wednesday Night Wars here in a bit. Well, overall, I, for a world premiere or a season premiere, I, I thought it was a little bit underwhelming because the first mm-hmm. five minutes, I, I thought it was great. You know, new intro. They kind of just set the tone, let you know it's going to be, you know, brains you know brand spanking new but as you know we got more ladder into the show it, it, it just seemed like it was the same old same old yeah i think for the premiere if they would have had a title change you know that would have been cool like any one of the belts changing hands to somebody the tag team titles the united states championship or even the universal championship i think that would have been a nice little like oh my god you know something happened that would get people talking about, yeah, the new, there's this new thing that happened on the first episode of the new season of Raw. Um, so, yeah, to your point, I, I agree that it, it felt underwhelming. Um, it was a fun show overall, and it felt different. Um, the commentary team needs work for it sure. Does. It does. I mean, it just does. get Byron back. Get, put Byron Saxton on the Raw. Or Aiden uh, English. Yes, both of them, really. I, I mean, you could replace Dio and King with Aiden English and Byron Saxon, and I will be happy. Yeah. Like, you know what? I can't. I, I haven't really heard Dio on 205. It makes me want to go on a WWE e- network so I could just hear some of his commentary with like how he is with Aiden English. Because I, I would just get him the benefit of the doubt. This is brand new. This is a new space. You, you he had no energy, man. Like yeah. no life. And there were yeah. times where it just felt like he wasn't even there. I heard Jerry clear as day. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. you know, like that. Oh, man, it was terrible. It sounded like video game sound clip. That's all you oh, could just yeah simulate. Yeah. And, oh man, that was another thing when um, the Becky Lynch segment with Jerry the King Lawler, where he kept saying. Becky, you you promised me you wouldn't do anything. You promised me you wouldn't uh, get involved. And he just kept saying that over and over again. It's like when you said video game, it's like in, in the 2K games, that is one problem with the commentary, that sometimes it'll be like the game is broken. And it'll just say the same kind of like programs will say the same thing over and over again. It was like that. Like the king was stuck on saying, but Becky, you promised you wouldn't do anything. But Becky, you promised you wouldn't. I'm like, shut up, Jerry. Just shut Like, I literally wanted the Lord of the Volume on my TV. I was just, I was done listening to him. Um, anyway, my little rant on, on Jerry's commentary. Um, that's I knew be, it was coming. It's going to be a weekly thing. And we were just about to end this, this show. And, yeah, I, I almost escaped without really getting to Jerry. But that <laughs> you reminded me of that when you said video game commentary, man. I'm like, yeah, that was terrible. Anyway, commentary team needs some uh, work. Um, but yeah, overall, um, you know, interesting show, some highs in the beginning. The end was, you know, we got some some interesting storyline bits with Rusev and Lana and Bobby Lashley. Uh, the Fiend, you know, one last uh, attack on Seth, you know, right before Hell in a Cell. So nice build there. Um, you know, in our talk about, you know, potentially the Undertaker maybe showing up and, and interfering in that matchup, I think would be great. So you know, I would prefer that to even Braun Strowman, let's say, because it would still feel like, man, that was like Braun ended up be- being the reason why he lost. Like there's a connection, but it just doesn't feel like. Yeah, because he choked him out two times, but it, it would be more impactful with. Undertaker. With Undertaker. And yeah, you could just pull like he just pulls him into the ring. He just like drags him to hell. Like that could be, yeah, I, I like that a lot. Um so anyway, 
Yeah, that'll do it. Well, that'll do it for the Raw recap for this week. Um, we are going to end up doing the, the uh, Wednesday Night War segment. We're real excited to do that, so tune in for that. But for now, that's going to do it for Raw. So for Devin, I'm Hafiz. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.